It's time for your morning brew. Grab a cup of joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Here's Schlereth and Evans. Mark off, Matt Smith sitting in with me. We've got Mike Kliss joining us coming up in about 15 minutes. Trade deadline still a couple weeks away, and Sean Payton continues to be, uh, well, just kind of cryptic about exactly where the Broncos are at. Look, again, the focus is on the schedule and, and, and winning the next week. Certainly, every year when this time comes, there's speculation, and, and people call. And, and people call teams that, are, that aren't playing well or are struggling to see if they're interested in moving players. But uh, that would be the only thing. It, it doesn't require... Uh, a four-day summit relative to what the plan is. You know, George would bring any information to Greg, myself. Um, but right now, our, our focus is on, on on playing Green Bay. Okay. As I said, if their lips are moving right now at this yeah. time, they're lying. Yeah. And I'm not calling out Sean Payne. This is anybody in any professional sport before a trade deadline. So I'm, I'm, I'm not being critical here, but... Uh, yeah, if this if this team if they don't move, they've already moved on off of two guys. So I'll put them already: uh, Randy Gregory and and uh, Frank Clark in the moved on from category. If, if there aren't at least another four to five guys moved on from and Issa traded Bassey? for, are you gonna are you gonna right, put him yeah, in there? I guess if you want to throw Bassey in there, okay, that's three. Yeah, Mr. Preseason. Yeah, all those interceptions. Yeah, I would. I'm looking at back when we were hopeful. I'll tell you who I'm looking at. Justin Simmons, Cortland Sutton, and Jerry Judy. Those are those are the three that I think most likely are moved on from. With Sutton, I believe you're going to have to pay that contract down. But for the Broncos right now, what is you know another ten million on on a cap hit next year right, that right. is already shot? That's right. kind of where I'm at with it. Consi- you know, assuming they move on from Russ, one of the two receivers receivers need to go. Oh, Judy's out. You can't Minimum. keep him. I know. You can't keep him. I, but I don't know what you get for him now because everybody, Troy said to me yesterday, well, they were firm at a two in the offseason. I said, Troy, they're not getting a two. I, they may get a four right now. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I think there are plenty of teams out there. Here's what happens with, with these situations. One, they have their own evaluations of Judy coming out of college that are still fresh probably in their organization's mind. Secondly, They'll look at Judy's situation here and his immaturity and going after mm-hmm. Rod Smith and Stink and uh, Philip Lindsay, and they'll just say, that's Denver. Denver's dysfunctional. Denver's a mess. We'll get him here, and it'll be a lot different in our culture. Look at Randy Gregory. That look is at the Gregory. Look that at Gregory. The... Gregory went to San Francisco and balled out in his yeah, first but game. but that is the opposite of how it works. Teams look at Jerry Judy and go, that guy's been a distraction. I'm not going to give you a third round for well, that guy. for that, you might, yes. But as far as not wanting to trade for him, well, okay, yes, I disagree. But, but as the far appropriate as did, their value. Value get, did the value get hurt? 100%. Absolutely. Well, unequivocally. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll give you that. Based on that. the fact that not only was it a, a sideshow, but his on field production, his wide receiver rating right now is the lowest it's been since his rookie year. Next on the morning brew, we got the announcer, famous announcer Jinx. The announcer Jinx is when, you know, the it announcer comes out and says, Hey, uh, this kicker is 10 for his last 10 on kicks inside the 40. Shank. You know, those kind of things. The announcer jinx. Well, we saw this last night at the end of the Charger-Cowboys game. Well, listen. Good look at Parsons there. He's been pretty quiet tonight. He's just been involved in one tackle. No sacks by the defense at all. They've handled him. No sacks at San Francisco either, and here it is. Right on cue, Parsons. 
His first, the Cowboys' first, and what a time for it. Monday night football as Dallas beats the Chargers 20-17. to At what point does Brandon Staley get fired? It's coming. It's coming. It's a coming. By the way, shout out to the Cowboys with their win last night. Finally secured me my first weekly victory in King Supers fan football pick I've been leading this thing. I'm going back to back unlike the Avs. But last night, the Cowboys pushed me over the, over the top. And I'll be eating good from King Supers. So once again, the AFC West showing absolutely no backbone. Nobody standing up to the Chiefs. Well, that's Chiefs are five and one. Raiders three and three. Chargers two and three. Broncos one and five. Next on the morning brew, the Nuggets continue to grind their way through the uh, preseason. A couple more preseason games before they uh, tip it off for real against the Lakers. Been fun watching the young players. Julian Strother on whether or not teams are trying to notice. This guy can burn you from uh, long range. Yeah, uh, for sure. But at the end of the day, I mean, that's why we work on things, you know, just to uh, have counters, you know, make the right reads. I feel like I'm very prepared for whatever coverage may, uh, may be thrown at me. And, you know, especially with different lineups, if I'm on the floor with uh, with Yoke, I feel like, you know, there's so many uh, different possibilities for, you know, cuts and slips and finding open corner threes and things like that. So I feel like ultimately, no matter the coverage, uh, we'll be able to find something. So that really is the story for me as this season gets under. Way the, the starting five is the best starting five in the NBA. No concerns. Keep them healthy, and we'll see it come playoff time. But the, the story will be watching some of these young players that they're going to give a chance to really get more responsibility, expand their roles, and by playoff time, do they have a bench? Do they have young players that you can really count on? Can Christian Brown uh, make a a leap this year? What about Peyton Watson? What about uh, Julian Strother, Hunter Tyson, guys like that. This sounds familiar, Mike. This sounds really familiar. You know what this sounds like? Mm-hmm. This sounds like you and I yeah. sitting at Brothers Barbecue for the Avs War I Room know. I know. last year. So now let me ask you a question. What did you learn from the Avalanche's attempt uh, at repeat last year that has you maybe concerned or feeling good about where Denver is at right that's now? Great. It is a great comparison, and my argument back at the beginning of last season was, yes, give young players a chance to show what they can do. Alex Newhook at 2C. Absolutely. But with the understanding that if you get to the trade deadline and these young players aren't popping, Mm. you go out and be aggressive at the trade deadline because you got a championship window to maximize here. Mm. And don't leave anything to chance. And I I thought the Avalanche made a mistake last year in not being more aggressive at the trade deadline. And so, yeah, I would hope that that is the lesson that uh, Cronky ownership learned from last year. Absolutely. Give these young players all the run you possibly can over these next few months. But once you get to the trade deadline, if you have any doubts about their ability uh, to be, you know, playoff uh, trustworthy, you got to go. Go make moves. Well, <laughs> yeah, maximize that, that dynastic well, window. Well, that's why Calvin Booth took the draft approach of getting older players who have more college experience, more experience in high leverage situations and big games. Julian Strother, he's showing out because he's been yeah. built for the moment sure. with big games at Gonzaga. Yep. And what we have been begging for from the Nuggets for the last several years is to surround Nikola Jokic with shooters. And it looks like early on, the Nuggets may have found another floor spacer for the big man. Next on the Morning Brew. There's a fly ball to left field and Jonah Heim 
in, hits it out. There's that power you're talking about. It's not just the singles. Plenty of shock in that bat as well. And the Rangers get the run right back. Fox Sports there with the call. How about these Was Rangers? that the most exciting moment of the yeah, game? Yeah, he announcers fired up right there. <laughs> How about these Rangers? Talk about, like, peaking at the right time. The Rangers have yet to lose in the playoffs. Swept Tampa in the wild card, two straight. Swept Baltimore in the league division series. And are up 2-0 on the road in Houston. 7-0 and in the playoffs. Wow. Up 2-0 in the ALCS. Serious mo behind these uh, Rangers. John Gray is finally going to win a World Series. That's what's going to happen. Finally, another Colorado Rocky I, I, leaves I, Denver and has some success. I wouldn't put it past them. They're hot right now. And in the National League of Philly, grabbed game one of the uh, NLCS. I uh, am rooting for Philly, Arizona. by the way. I like Philly. I like, I like, I like that team. Ever since like Castellano, Castellanos and Bryce Harper showed up with the Coach Prime shirts, it's the first time yeah. I'm ever rooting for a Philly franchise. But let's go Philly. Yeah, I, I have a hard time. I have a hard time rooting for Philly teams usually, but uh, I, I love the atmosphere at that ballpark. I love Bryce Harper. They got I, some moxie that they team. do. They got yeah. They got they got some personality. Yeah. I like it. Schwarber, all those guys. That'll do it for the uh, Schwabs. That'll do it for the uh, morning brew. Bring that to you each and every morning at six thirty.